huge savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000 square foot showroom is Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock. Ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me. This is episode 235, and you're listening to utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and I want to welcome you to a special show. It is November 26th. It is Thanksgiving 2015, and I'd like to extend a happy Thanksgiving to everyone who listens regularly, the utlradio.com family. And to all of you who may be new to the show, I want to welcome you and I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a very happy and peaceful holiday season. So, um, you know, it is Thanksgiving and obviously this show happens to fall on a very festive holiday and we don't like to think about lawsuits and litigation and, you know, what happens when you have a default and, but unfortunately, Life doesn't stop because of the holidays anymore. You know, years and years ago, it seemed that the world would just come to a standstill during the holiday season. And, you know, there was this this sort of um, calmness that fell over everyone and people were kind. And, you know, the way that that we think about the holidays and when we listen to the, you know, the holiday music and the Christmas songs, that's what we think about. We think about everyone being happy, and while everyone's bustling around, they're still extending um, love and kindness and charity to one another. Unfortunately, although I'd like it to be that way, and I'm sure that you guys would as well, it's not. And unfortunately, we have to deal with the realities of things like litigation. And so I feel that it's appropriate to answer a litigation question today even though this is generally our understanding business show where we do an interview with a successful entrepreneur, I think we're going to just take a look at a question that had come in this week, and uh, it deals with the difference between vacating a default judgment and winning your case. Before I do, though, I want to just mention um, a really, really wonderful website and CPA The website is retireinabundance.com, and the CPA is Darvin Sharma. He is a CPA and a certified financial planner in the Bay Area, Um, and Retire in Abundance is a Bay Area financial planning and wealth management firm and a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Davin works with people of all ages, including those who are just starting their careers. A key theme for Davin is that everyone can create financial abundance for themselves. The important thing is to take action and be committed to your goals. And it's never too early to start thinking about retirement because people in my generation and younger, I think we all worry that Social Security is not going to be there for us when we retire. And you know, that's something that we've heard a lot. 
But you know, if you take a look at, at Darwin's website, um, there's a ton of very helpful information. They do retirement planning, safe money uh, places, like where you can put your money where you're not going to have to worry about losing it, uh, such as uh, risky investments and things like that. So if you are interested in saving money and thinking about retirement and thinking about retiring with abundance, then check out retireinabundance.com. All right, now let's get into the question. Um, and this was an interesting one. This came in this week, and it's from a gentleman who had a default judgment filed against him. And he handled the case himself. He went in, and he happened to watch one of our videos about default judgments and how you can go in and vacate a default judgment. Now, for those of you who you know aren't familiar with this, um, I just want to explain briefly what it means, you know, default judgment. What is that essentially? Well, a default judgment is when a complaint or a lawsuit is filed against you and you don't answer it. You don't file a motion. You don't do anything. And at a certain point, depending upon your state and your state's court rules, the person who has filed that complaint, the plaintiff, is allowed to request a default judgment, meaning they want a judgment, they want all the relief that they've requested in their complaint, and because you didn't appear, you have defaulted. You have not put in your appearance in a timely manner, and they now want to have a judgment. And so in cases like that, where a default is awarded, that is a very difficult situation for the defendant because now you're behind the eight ball. Not only do you have a lawsuit filed against you, but essentially the plaintiff has already won. And now you have to find a way to vacate that default. In other words, to open the case back up, to have the judge say, all right, time out, let's cancel the judgment and allow the defendant to put in an answer. Okay, that's a default judgment. Well, this question that came in was from a gentleman who, as I said, had put in his own motion to vacate the default and had won. He listened to what we had to say with respect to the reasons why you can vacate a default. Uh, He happened to fall into one of these categories. And so he did a great job and he gets the default vacated. Okay. Now he's wondering what happens next because he's getting letters from the plaintiff saying that they're demanding X amount of money. And if they, you know, if he doesn't, then these things are going to happen and they're threatening him essentially. And he said, he called up and he said, listen, I don't understand because I successfully vacated the judgment. I won. So why are they still pursuing me? Aren't they barred from suing me? And I had to explain that no, they're not. Well, let me explain to you why that is. Well, when you vacate a default judgment, you are getting another chance to answer the complaint. It doesn't mean you have won the case. You didn't dismiss the judgment and dismiss the case. You didn't win the case. You simply avoided a judgment that was entered against you. You gave yourself another opportunity to go in and to file an answer or some other you know, paper. Maybe it's a motion to dismiss or or something else, but it's not winning the case. If you won the case, then 
you would be looking at something like a motion to dismiss where there's no uh, or there's a failure to state a cause of action and and you win and the case is dismissed permanently dismissed with prejudice well you win if you file a summary judgment motion and your summary judgment motion is granted well then that case could be over you win but when you vacate a default judgment it just allows you to remove the judgment and go back in and then assert your defenses or any counterclaims that you may have in the case. It just lets you get back into the case and lets you defend yourself. It doesn't mean you won the case. Now, typically what happens is when you do win a motion to vacate a default judgment, the judge will give you an order that says, the judgment entered on such and such date is hereby vacated. Defendant must file an answer or other moving papers. No later than, and then they give you a time frame. Now, it's important that you comply with that time frame because if the judge gives you an order and says you have to put in your answer within 10 days and you don't, now the plaintiff can again move for a default and this time, the court is not going to be so forgiving. They're not going to be willing to let you now answer the complaint. Okay, it's important you understand that. I just want to make one sort of caveat to that. And that is where we're talking about your time you know, under the order to um, answer the complaint, right? So you get this order to vacate the default. Now, you know, you're... You, Let's say the judge gives you five days and you're pro se. You, you don't know that you can answer the complaint in five days. It is possible, okay, not advisable, but possible for you to call your adversary and say, listen, the judge's order says X, can we agree that I get an extension of time to answer the complaint? Now, in theory, you're still violating the judge's order because you didn't do it by the particular date. That's why I don't advise that. But in very, very desperate circumstances, you can attempt to do that because occasionally lawyers may have to, for whatever reason, go outside the bounds of certain timelines set by the court. Again, not advisable, not something that we do frequently. It is better to comply with the judge's order. And if you can't, then you should tell the judge at the time the order is issued. Let's assume he hands her, he or she hands it to you the day you win the motion. Tell him, judge, can I get a little more time? If you get the order in the mail and you don't feel it's enough time, you're better off to write to the court and say, judge, I received your order. Is it possible to get a few more days, a little more time? Last option would be to call your adversary and say, would you accept my answer late? You know, Would you give me an additional, an extension of time to answer? And your adversary may say, well, I'll give it to you, but there's a court order. And so you just have to be aware of that because I know that that's something that is floating around out there about extensions of time. Uh, if you're interested in extensions of time, there's a video on our YouTube channel that talks about getting an extension of time. But you know, those scenarios are when you are coming up upon your deadline, there's no court order in place, and you just need to get a little bit more time. That's common. It's not so common to try to extend your time when the judge issues an order. So 
Keep that in mind because an order is from the court. You know, you, you cannot ignore court orders. And if you're pro se and you have been successful on a motion to vacate a default, first of all, you should be proud of yourself. But secondly, now don't blow it on the deadline issue. Don't ignore the court order. Make sure that you read what the court has given to you because you might leave saying, hey, I want to vacate the judgment and not realizing that within five days you must put in your answer. So I just want to make that point to you. And, and just again, the whole purpose of what we're talking about today is so that you understand that vacating a default judgment does not mean you won the case. It just means that you have vacated or removed the judgment and now you're allowed to put in your defense you're allowed to come back into the case and actively defend yourself so i hope that that clears up that misconception Um, it was a good question because i think a lot of people are of the same belief that if you vacate the judgment you've won the case and i don't think necessarily that the courts uh, take their time to explain that to you Uh, Some will argue that it's not their obligation. If you're pro se, you should be familiar with the laws and the procedure and how things work. Uh, I'll leave that up to you to decide, but that's why we have a show like this where we can explain to you in greater detail how these things actually work so that you're not left in the dark, confused, wondering what happens next. So that's going to do it for today. Keep it short. It is Thanksgiving, so go back to your turkey and mashed potatoes. And if, well, I imagine that you didn't uh, listen to this on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, I'm sure you're all sitting there glued to your devices waiting for this episode to come out. I'm just kidding. Um, But when you get a chance to listen to this episode and you go through it, hopefully it, it explains um, this issue in a very clear fashion. Now, if you've got more questions about this issue or any issue, please keep your questions coming. I love answering questions. It helps fuel some of these shows because we do a legal Q&A and a business Q&A. So keep the questions coming and I will answer every single one of them. I think that your questions are really, really great. They've been well thought out. They have been questions that I think affect the vast majority of people who are not lawyers, people who need to understand an element of the law. So I want to thank you for sending in your questions, for sharing some of the details of your legal struggle or your legal battle with us. And I look forward to continuing to help you to answer your questions. So, um, you know, I, I just want to add one final thing. You know, it is Thanksgiving. And I think that we often, as a society, overlook the thankfulness, the thankful element of Thanksgiving. It just becomes a food day or a football day. And, you know, I, I would um, I would challenge you to spend a few minutes during this day and think about all of the things that you should be thankful for because all of us have struggles. All of us have dealt with things. Maybe you're dealing with a lawsuit right now and it feels hopeless. Maybe you are, are you know, consumed by... Uh, debt, or there's something else going on in your life, and that's your focus. But I just challenge you to find the things that you are thankful for and not focus on those negative things. Figure out ways to 
help yourself, figure out ways to get over the hurdle that's in front of you because you can and you will. Life goes on and I'm thankful that you've allowed me into your lives and have allowed me to help you with some of the legal hurdles that you encounter. But I know that for myself, I'm going to be thinking a little bit harder today about all of the things that I'm thankful for in my life and and realize that, you know, yes, there's negatives, but there's so many positives and and there is a lot to be thankful for. So, you know, in that vein, I am thankful for all of you in the utlradio.com family. And I hope that you continue to support us, to share the message. I also want to thank, before we go, uh, Davin Sharma and um, his website, his business, retireinabundance.com. I'd like to thank him for uh, sponsoring today's show. And I encourage you all to go to retireinabundance.com, especially if you're in California and you are thinking about the future, which we all should be, I would check out his site. There's a ton of free information, and uh, you'll get a lot of answers to your questions concerning retirement. So I want to thank him again. That is going to do it for today. Have a great Thanksgiving. And remember to share this information with your family, your friends, and your colleagues. And remember that you can handle so much more than you think you can. It's just a matter of learning how to do it. I believe in you and with you know utlradio.com and your questions, I know that you can handle some of these legal things, some of these business matters, you know that you don't have guidance on. I know you can do it. I believe in you. You should believe in you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.